You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody, and Happy New Year's! Special New Year's episode for episode number 143 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. And I am your host, Sinan Schwarten, live from New York City. And I'm alone, rolling solo, but with an asterisk. Um, as you probably know, especially those of you who are loyal listeners, who aren't hearing us for the first time, um, we're a little late this week. Uh, last week, we obviously gave you guys multiple episodes, and we thought we'd give a little space between episodes, so we sort of delayed things a little, and a little turned into a little more uh, than we intended. Just scheduling conflicts. Um, no big deal. Uh, so everyone will, of course, be back, as will, of course, our multiple matches per week. Uh, schedule. This is a one week uh, where we didn't have uh, a midweek match as we did last week and as we will continue to have uh, in the coming weeks ahead. But so yeah, we, we got a little lax, uh, but sort of intentionally just to space things out. Uh, and yeah, we will return to normal as you might expect. And uh, additionally, everyone is not a complete no-show here. Um, he uh, has graciously given us a um, stat flash he sent in so uh, I'll play that at the appropriate time in the episode yeah so he's with us in spirit of course uh, and uh, yeah I'll, I'll I think I'll be okay for one episode folks fear not we'll we'll do all right hopefully I'll keep things short um, we will be back again soon of course uh, as Besiktash was back to the busy season soon uh, with another match this coming weekend. But again, I'll, I'll get into that later when when we do all that. But first, let's talk a little bit about uh, this current match that, that you're here for. We just played against Sivas, Sivaspor, um, a side that was very successful last season, uh, to many people's surprise. Um, and struggled early on this year as they competed on two fronts in Europe and in the Super League. Uh, but they were starting to get together. They, they were expelled from the Europa League, uh, not making it through the group stages. Pretty poor performance, to be honest, as they, they were poor on both fronts, maybe overexerting themselves. But uh, they started getting it together in recent weeks, uh, rising back up the table a bit. Um, it's worth noting that they were an incredible away side um which is sort of strange they hadn't lost a match on the road and th- I, I i we'd heard since some you know august of 2019 i looked it up myself and i don't know how accurate google is but i the last i saw was a loss to rize rize Spor on uh august 25th of 2019 so uh you often hear about sides that are formidable at home somehow sivas is a side that 
quite strong on the road. Um, and so here we're hosting a team with a record like that. So, you know, you're worried a little, of course. Uh, we've had a lot of results going our way of late. So, um, you know, there's a big question mark as to if we can keep that going. Um, some injury concerns, obviously. But yeah, let's, uh, I suppose, let's dig in and talk about this big match uh, at home against Sivas. Uh, and obviously, before we do that, we have to talk about what precedes, what was going into this match. Not just Sivas's impressive record, but also results elsewhere in the league. The sides above us, uh, Fener had their first bye week first, or I don't know, I think we only get one each, but anyway, so we no longer have a match in hand against them. <coughs> um, other sides ahead of us, Alanya and Galatasaray. Galatasaray beat Trabzonspor 2-0. Um, many people would have expected it, I think. Trabzon has been getting results lately, but all kind of 1-0 kind of squeakers. Uh, I think against the side that can score with more ease than, than the sides they've been coming up against, you might think they'd struggle to score more than maybe once, or, and they didn't even do that. Uh, so, yes, uh, rough outing for, for anyone wanting to see Galatasaray lose. Of course, Trabzon was ascendant uh, coming up from behind, so perhaps this isn't so bad. Um, elsewhere in the league, Alanya lost to Gaziantep Gazisheher. Uh, of course, Gaziantep was behind us by a point. Um, so their win put them above us. So even though we could pass Alanya, should we get the result against Sivas, uh, there was also the risk of us falling behind both of these sides since Gaziantep uh, would have risen above us had we not gotten any points here. So this was a pretty important match, and there was a lot riding on it. Um, not least of which was this was the last match of 2020 um, for Besiktas, which uh, may or may not be important to anyone, but it's certainly a, a trivia fact for anyone who wants to know. And uh, Besiktas's next match is coming on Sunday, January 3rd, against Kai City. So, um, yeah, our last match of the calendar year against Sivas. Let's let's dive in. I think that's all we need to know going into it. So, um, the first half was a thrilling uh, affair, but before, of course, uh, before we get into it, uh, as always, I'll talk about lineups. Um, in goal was Ersin Destanol. This is of note because Utku, Yuvakuran, uh, was on the bench. So he was well enough to be in the roster. Now, there was speculation he'd had coronavirus. Uh, if it's true, he would have obviously cleared protocols. Uh, it was speculation. I never personally saw any confirmation on that, so I don't want to play the speculation game. And I'd like to think that Erison earned this spot. He's played a number of matches in a row without conceding, or he had coming into this match, rather. Um, and so, yeah, you know, Sargan's a man who who uh, likes to, to play based on form. Who's, who's, what have you done for me lately, as they say? Uh, and so, you know, Erison contributing to a few clean sheets, which we'd not seen uh, for much of the season, uh, early on especially. Um, you know, maybe he wanted to keep giving him the nod. I hope so. 
I'm an Ersin guy. Uh, we're an Ersin podcast, even, I think we can say. Um, on the back line, the pairing was Wellington and Vida, with Montero sort of officially relegated, I think. Uh, Vida had scored in the two previous matches, so I think it would have been hard to take him out. Um, and, you know, playing well beyond just the goals. Uh, and, yeah, again, clean sheets. So you got you to gotta roll with these guys. On the back line, there was a change made, however, with Ridvan Yilmaz coming back in for Insakala, who played in a couple matches. Uh, Valentin Rosier on the right side. Nedjip played uh, in the defensive midfield role with Joseph having a, a little groin injury that saw him get taken out of the, the roster temporarily, hopefully for not very long. There's already rumors of him potentially returning for the upcoming match against Kaiseri. We shall see. Um, I, ahead of Nedjip was Bernard Mensa and Atiba. So some, many of us will be pleased not to have had three sort of uh, defensive midfielders by training out there. Uh, instead of Dorokan, we had Mensa, who had also come into this one playing fairly well lately. Uh, Nkudu played on the left side with Rashid Gezal on the right. And Guven Yalchin up front. A rare start for the young Besiktas Academy uh, graduate. No, grad. What is the term for that? Uh, alumni, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, the the real sort of bad news coming out of this is uh, regarding Vincent Abubakar uh, and the passing of his mother. Uh, I doubt he listens to us here at the Black Eagle Podcast, but even still, condolences go out to him. Um, I'm of the opinion, as unpopular as it may be among our fans, that he should have as much time as he needs to grieve and get over this. Obviously, we need him out there. He's been a vital piece um, to the team, and uh, the, the club, the players made that very clear And throughout this match. We'll talk about that. Um, as that, as those moments come up in the in my description of it, but um, shouts to him for sure. I hope he um, gets all the time he needs to re- get over this, get back into the right headspace to play again. You know, he shouldn't feel rushed in any way. Uh, he's a great dude, and so you assume his mom played a big part in that, uh, and was probably super proud of him and everything. And uh, it was that was probably a huge loss for him. So. Uh, Condolences again to Vincent Abubakar, and he was not with us for this match, having returned home to Cameroon for his mother's funeral and to spend time with family, I suppose. Uh, I don't think we know exactly when he'll return, but with coronavirus protocol, it could be a little, you know, it's probably not going to be for another match or two. Um, more to that, more on that, obviously, as the news comes in on it, but that's what we know for now. Kyle Aaron, additionally, um, had his head split open in, the, in our previous match. Uh, tough physical encounter with Ankara Guju, which we scraped out 1-0, if you don't recall. Um, but so, yeah, he was available. He was in the roster on the bench. But I think they probably wanted to avoid using him if, as much as they could, uh, just given uh, the head trauma and all that. Uh, but so, yeah, Guven Yelchin, a start for the kid. And yeah, let's talk about let's talk about this match. Let's dig in. Uh, a really fascinating start, back and forth. I think the fear with Guven. Uh, let's start there since we, um, you know, that's where we just left off. Uh, is always that he is 
Certainly not lacking in talent, especially on his finish, but uh, positionally is very lacking. Very um, low football IQ, unfortunately, and you hope he can learn from that and, and develop in that sense. It's not happened a ton, um, and you really want your striker weighing on uh, the, the opponent back line, um, pushing, stretching the, the sort of realm in which you can uh, play offense, attack. Um, and so, yeah, Gouven not being a guy who is patient and is going to weigh on it on the, the back pairing, center, center back pairing of the opponent. Um, you know, he often comes back and lacks the discipline to, to stretch the opposition. So that was a problem, um, despite things. Um, and that was a fear, I think, you know, seeing Gouven start out there alone up top. Uh, and yeah, I mean, things went crazy uh, right off the right out, right out the gates. Uh, second minute, I think it was um, Sivas had an attack on goal, an unfortunate rare error from Valentin Rosier, poor clearance uh, on a sort of deflection of a ball of a cross uh, of an interception even um, drops to their opponent who heads it uh, cleverly into the box uh, right for Max Gradel, who sends it in well on a one touch that Erson makes a fantastic save on to, to, you know, very early in the match could have been a real deflator. So shouts to Erson, uh, to his haters. But yeah, a really great effort from him to keep us going early on. And sure enough, uh, we, you know, didn't really press on them much and Sivas looked a little dangerous early. But, as we do, um, beautiful cross coming in from the right side. Rosier uh, on a nice pass, back foot, which we'll have to talk about in a second. Uh, comes to Gazal, who sends it in on a lovely cross with that arcing trajectory inwards. Drops right to Guven Yelchin, whose finish with his head is lacking insofar as it comes right, like drops right in front of the keeper, but it's smart in it that it goes to the ground and it drops in front of the keeper and bounces up. Uh, keeper maybe doesn't do so well here, Samasa. <coughs> um, but so yeah, we, we, we score 1-0. Um, the players grab an Abubakar shirt in their celebration. Nejip and Natiba, I see spearheaded it, uh, but you know, all the guy, a bunch of the guys got involved. Uh, Ridvan, Tomagos Vida, uh, our goal scorer, of course, Guven. Uh, but yeah, so a, a shout out to Abubakar, obviously, uh, and I think a wishing of condolences for their departed teammate. Who, you know, it's a great shows the camaraderie on the squad. It was a touching moment, I think, for all of us. Uh, just uh, yeah, really indicative of what I think one of the main strengths of this team is right now, is, and it's that camaraderie and teamwork. Uh, I think a lot of people give Saragan credit for that, and I think you have to, to some extent. Um, but also, credit, uh, you don't you don't hear me do this a ton, but credit to the board. Obviously, they did a good job of bringing in high-quality characters that, uh, you know, mesh are meshing well and are professional and serious, but also lighthearted and having fun out there as a unit. I mean, it's, it's definitely showing, and, you know, that was an exemplary moment of it, the way they showed love to their teammate whose mother passed away. You know, it must 
He must be heavy of heart, and I think you'd imagine that giving him a smile. Um, but so yeah, right out that, right out of the gate again. After the goal, Sivas still looked far from defeated. Uh, a header dropped to Yatavare, I think, in like the 30th minute. Um, that he that hit the post. That I don't know if Erson did well to stretch for. He might have saved the header, not hit the post. Um, but so it did hit the post. They looked dangerous again. But I think it was right off of that miss that we had a quick counter and. Nkudu took it up the side really well, <coughs> excuse me, and um, fed Mensa just sublimely, actually, very, you know, really earned an assist, to be frank, uh, and Mensa skied it. Um, I won't give too much hate to him for it, uh, th there was a lot of pressure around him, a number of guys coming towards him, uh, he had to one-touch it, and he put a lot of power on it, to his credit, but... Uh, obviously, you want to get better placement at the same time. Um, Nkudu got a yellow card in the 42nd minute. Uh, Hakan Arslan then, at the half, would go on and get two yellow cards. Uh, one for harassing the ref, and the second one for further harassing the ref with a phone. And this is where we have to talk about that first goal. And I didn't do it intentionally because I think we need to take a break and do this as a whole thing. Um, so the man brings a phone image of uh, the pass that Rosier makes to Gazal, which set up the goal that Guven Yeltsin heads in, which gave us the 1-0 lead that we took into the hat. They're claiming the ball went out of bounds. And on the phone, there were a number of images circulating around Twitter and whatnot, likely Fenner fans or whatever, but um, where people saying the ball had gone out of bounds uh, with an image of it kind of clearly over the line, the full ball over the line. And to that, I think the main point of misunderstanding that people have is that a ball does not just have to be fully out of bounds. The actual full circle of the ball the diameter has to be out of bounds, fully across the line. So the ball could look like it's all like fully across the line, but with the part, the round curvature of the ball above it hanging over the line, therefore keeping in line. Liverpool fans will know this because they lost an entire title based on a goal not counting because of exactly this rule and goal line technology. Um, and so what I'm saying here is that that picture does in fact, yes, show the ball looking like it's fully over the line, but what it does not definitively conclude is that the ball is not hanging over the line a bit. Because um, it's not that far over the line. It could very well be hanging over the line. In fact, it m maybe looks like it is. So what I mean to say is that and if, even if in your opinion, oh, I think it actually looks like it is maybe not hanging over the line, it's fully over it, whatever, that's still very much within debate and that photo does not prove 100% beyond reason of a doubt that it's not hanging over the line. And I think, therefore, you can't change the call based on an image like that. Uh, it's not definitive. It's not 100% definitive. Uh, and the same thing would have gone if, if they'd called it out and ruled the goal a no, not a goal. Uh, they couldn't have overturned it based on that image either. If we, we were saying, oh, look, see, it's hanging over the line. It didn't go out. They couldn't say that because, again, it's not definitive. So either way you go, you, you know, there's nothing definitive there that, that allows you to really change the ruling that they made on the pitch, which was that it's a goal. And, and specifically, I guess, that it had not gone out of bounds. So that's what I have to say about the controversy. Um, someone 
The person who gave Hakan Arslan that phone is the man who should feel real terrible. Because that put their team down a man. Again, Sivas, I said it already, Sivas had been dangerous uh, much of that first half despite being down a goal. And they looked like they could turn this match around. Uh, and so at the half, Hakan Arslan gets two yellow cards, he's taken on the match, and they go, in that, they go down to ten men. Which, you know, you, you have to imagine is going to change the tide of things. But so with that said, the second half began. Um, no subs made. Um, a lot of back and forth action. Oh. Merry, happy New Year's again, everyone. Of course, uh, I'm not recording on New Year's Eve. Um, I hope to spend that time with family or what have you. Stay home, folks. Don't, don't go get the coronavirus just yet. Vaccines on the horizon. Stay safe, but we'll have a beer with you folks. For those of you listening alone, I know this is a lonely time for a lot of folks this holiday season, so cheers to you. Uh, I'll, be a, I'll be your company tonight. <laughs> um, but so, um, the, the half would get underway. Uh, no real dangerous opportunities that I recall in the f sort of first minutes of the second half. Um, I think losing a man took the steam out of Sivas a bit. Coyote would come in the 63rd for Yatabade. Yasin Uztekin, of course many wouldn't recognize that name, would enter the game in the 63rd um, as well. Wouldn't uh, Also, oh yeah, I should mention, um, Montero came into the match for Vida and Kyle Laren came in for Guven Yalcin in the 67th. Uh, I think to give a little energy to the squad. Um, Domagos Vida had been hurt or I don't know something weird happened in the first half where he looked like he was fainting a bit or something you know there's speculation about what it was um he of course had coronavirus not long ago uh, I can speak to how it's a weirdly debilitating thing I get pretty tired at times I don't think I've ever been like that weak but who knows I mean I'm also not exerting myself to the extent he does so I don't know what it was but he sort of almost came out of the match but then got it back together came back in but was taken out then in the 67th minute. Um, Guven Yalcin had, uh, just as I sort of said many would fear, he, he, he really didn't um, put much pressure on their back line at all. Didn't really win any duels. Um, I'll, I'll leave it to everyone. I, I hope he mentions it in, the, in his stat flash. But uh, if not, yeah, I, I, I would be willing to bet he didn't have a particularly good game. Um, right around there... They have a really good opportunity, which drops to Yasin Uztekin. Uh, nice cross, good run. Uh, Ersin doesn't get it when he comes out, but Wellington, with some shocking stuff, uh, sort of rushes back, makes a fantastic sliding, saving tackle um, to, to make it a corner kick for them and to save us. Uh, would have been an equalizer still at that point. Um, substitutions, Robin Yalcin would come out of the match for them, for Claudemir. Uh, Kofi would come in for Max Gradel, who'd nearly scored on us early in the match. Iona Kone would come into the match for them. Uh, Ozan, uh, Oz Yakup would come into the match for us, uh, replacing Bernard Mensa. Nejip would leave the match for Dorukan Tokus uh, in the 83rd. And just a minute later, Dorokan would lay on a pass, a fantastic soft touch, uh, with Kyle Laren making a fantastic run onto it, 
Luckily, he didn't have to use his head. Um, and yeah, the touch was low. Uh, the angle was tight, so perhaps the keeper should have done better. But um, Laren put it right where he needed to in case the keeper wasn't going to do well with it. So sure enough, a goal, another one for Kyle Laren. Um, not bad, I must say. Uh, and there it is, 2-0. Vital goal, no less. In the 84th minute of the match, pretty much icing it at that point. Um, being down a man, they weren't putting on as much pressure, but have, they also had a few sort of glaring opportunities with it that they didn't capitalize on. So things could have gone worse for sure. Um, but to really make sure it was iced, Ozan would put in a fantastic effort. Nice soft touch from Inkudu uh, from outside of the box into space. He runs onto it. Lovely ball, kind of low with with power. Keeper would get a hand on it, but not enough. Credit to Ozan for that. 3-0 um, in the second minute of overtime. They'd blow the whistle in the third minute. And that would be the match. 3-0. to nil. Uh, Just an absolutely huge result for Besiktas. Again, Sivas, uh, uh, an away side somehow. A side that has had not managed to lose on the road since August of last year. Coming into this, uh, we did it. We did the unthinkable. Um, with a little help from some boneheaded nonsense from Hakan Arslan or whoever it was that gave him that phone um, going into the half. But we did already have the 1-0 lead there, and it, and it stands to reason that we could have held out. It wasn't our best match, though, for, for, for sure. Uh, and that was definitely a decisive moment. Um, yes, what else should we talk about? Obviously, we have to talk about standings. And so I, I, I gave a little preview of what this might mean for us. Um, but first, let me hand the mic over to the Akman himself, Evron Akman. Usually my co-host, but kind enough today to drop us a little stat flash. Evron? Alright, so coming at you with the stat flash for the day. Um, Mishthush had an interesting game against Sivas. Um, particularly, you know, there's a controversial goal that Sinanimal has probably already talked about. And uh, that kind of, at once we got that breakthrough goal, you know, we started to create more chances. Um, in the end, we had 1.5 XG. It says Sivas is 0.7. So a pretty decent margin, you know, about double the uh, likelihood of scoring as Sivas did. Um, they basically had one huge chance early on and then um, didn't create much after that. Um, as a whole, we had 67.8% possession, or about 68% possession. Um, two big chances to one, um, 13 shots to eight. Um, you know, just far more efficient all around. Um, individually, to me, the man of the match was Mr. Onkuru had his best game, I think, in a Bishka shirt, or at least for a start-to-finish performance. Um, he created four chances. Um, he won most of his duels, which is not something he's typically, you know, consistent at. Three out of four dribbles completed. Um, he actually attempted as many tackles today as he did in the entire season. Um, three out of four tackles completed. Um, he was fouled twice. He had three interceptions. He was, you know, all over the park and actually, you know, 
had the assist for Ole's Hun's goal at the end, which I think was well deserved because should have got one earlier in the game. Um, you know, Joseph was not there, and you know, I always talk about how he's Mr. Dual Winner. Um, Nedjip was was not that, <laughs> um, although you know he did his best. He's still Nedjip. You know, he won three duels out of eleven. Um, typically, Joseph has like an eighty-five to ninety percent red win ratio for duels. Nedjip was looking at like a not good at math, but you know, like twenty-five percent. So that's you know the drop in quality. Um, and then I think another player to look was Rashid Gezal, who had that you know that key assist for the first goal. Um, you know he had good passing stats, three key passes, but uh, he was pretty flimsy. You know in the duels, he won one out of like six or one out of seven. Sorry, excuse me. Um, didn't win a single tackle. Didn't win a single header. Um, didn't complete a single dribble he attempted. But you know he came up with that beautiful cross for Juventus at home. So. That's kind of been the summary of a season. Another typical Gazal performance by the numbers. Mr. Atiba um, kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but had 99% pass completion. 91 out of 92 passes. You know, he did his thing, kept the ball. Um, clearances, dribbles, passes. You know, he uh, you know stats all over the the park. Um, not like an insane performance, but you know, I think that's probably why Saturday will continue to play the 37-year-old because he's just he's been so consistent in that midfield. Um, so yeah, that was the uh, the quick stat flash. But uh, one more thing, I forgot. Mr. Guven Yalton gets another shout out, although he scored the goal. Um, I think his performance was pretty poor, and to back it up with stats, uh, you know, basically had. The, the, the goal, which was very lucky on his part, you know, hit it right at the goalie. And then he only won two out of eight duels. Um, didn't really, he only won one foul. Um, didn't really weigh on the defense, and, you know, the stats show that. But, you know, I'll leave it back to Sinan to give you the rest of the game analysis. Right. All right. Thank you, as always. Uh, but so yeah, let's uh, dig in to the standings here. Um, I'm glad to hear everyone did cover the Ridvan thing. Uh, sorry, the Ruven uh, thing. As I as I fear he might not have. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm not surprised to hear about Atiba's performance. I I would probably. Have him up there for man of the match. Maybe Wellington, who was really solid on the back line. That key save I mentioned. Um, nobody was glaringly bad in this match, besides perhaps Gouven, although he scored, so you couldn't give him a like terrible rating either. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone pretty much covered the base of that. I don't know if he went so far as to name a man of the match. Uh, he, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'd, I would either give it to Wellington or Atiba, personally. Um, although, I think he basically said he would have given it to Nkudu. And you can't you can't hate that. You know, guy gave us some results again, and he's just been performing at a very high level of late. You love to see it. We invested some pretty serious money in the dude. Um, obviously, with some risk 
given his injury history and all that, and, and that's been a problem, we can't lie, but obviously uh, at, at, its, at his height, which we've been seeing, he's really a solid player, and this is uh, very, very nice to see. Um, but so yeah, let's talk about the standings, because I think that is probably the real key highlight of uh, what, what happened to us in this last match day. Um, so this was, of course, our 14th match day. Um, some teams had played 15 matches already, uh, with still a match in hand, having not had bye weeks like others. Um, but of course, Galatas and I, ourselves, now Fener, have all had that bye week. Also, Gaziantep, Gazi Sheher, who uh, I mentioned were only a point behind us and went above us with their victory before our match against Alanyaspor. Uh, they also are down with 14 points. So, um, in, in our group, the only side who has played 15 matches is Alanyaspor, which is bad news for them. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Because after those results I mentioned, so glad that I beat Trabzonspor. Uh, Trabzon is now down in ninth place with 20 points still. Uh, you know, a, a win here would have pulled them up until like seventh, but um, they didn't get it. And they've played already 15 matches. They're one of those teams that has not had bye week yet. So things are not looking great in Trabzon, despite the results that were looking better. This loss set them back a big way. Um, and Galatas today, you know, set them up in a nice way. They now have 29 points, are in first place with 14 matches played. We are right behind them now in second place. Finally, uh, 28 points, 14 matches played. So just a point back. Uh, and of course, those of you following the schedule will know that we have them in our next derby match in January. So that's going to be a huge match, as always. Huge, in the words of former presidents of the United States. Um, Alanya Spor uh, is right behind us in third place. But again, they've played 15 matches, so they might be in a bit of trouble now. Uh, 27 points. Tied with them is Gaziantep, who, uh, who has a game in hand relative to them. Also 14 matches, so same as us and Gladys today. They also have 27 points. So, uh, they could pass Alanya Spor still uh, with, that mat with that game in hand. Fener could also pass Alanya Spor with their game in hand. They're a point back on Alanya and Gaziantep with 26 points. Also 14 matches played. So, uh, like I said, Fener could pass Alanya with their game in hand. Also, Hatai could go level on points with Alanya Spor with their game in hand. They've also only played 14 match matches, and they've got 24 points. So they're three points back of them. Uh, but they're out of reach for us now. They're four, we're four points ahead. So we're safely in second. I mean, eh, not that safely. Obviously, there's um, three sides in Alanya, Gaziantep, and Fener that are real close, biting at our heels. But we are very much within touching distance of first place as well. And again, that is today coming up. So... We've got our fate in our own hands, very much. Um, we could start the new year with a bang, theoretically, or a fizzle. That remains to be seen. Uh, knock on wood that it's a good one. But, yeah, I think that about covers our bases here, as per usual, at the Black Eagles Podcast. Um, great result for us, obviously. 3-0. Um, Sivas, again, you know. They're fresh off a great season last year. They have a bunch of talent on their team, so it didn't. Uh, you know, it's nothing. It's not nothing small to beat them. And again, their surprisingly strong performances on the road come to an end with us 
um, breaking hearts over here. Uh, Kai City Spore is our next opponent on Sunday, January 3rd in the new year. Uh, 11 a.m. again for those of us on the east coast of the United States. Check your local listings. Uh, later in the week on Wednesday, we'll have Rizespor on January 6th. I believe that we'll give our our next episode on Monday again as usual with Evron. Uh, and then do another midweek until we'll get back on track and hopefully stay on track from there. Um, but yeah, so stay, stay tuned. As always, we will be back. Uh, huge three points for us. Can't say enough about the results we're getting here and the uh, the goal scoring record we've amassed. We are um, very much the highest, you know, the best goal scoring team in the league right now with 29 goals scored. Gaziantep and Fenner have 27. Galatasaray 25 with their hugely expensive Falcao up front who doesn't play very often. Um, Alani has 24. Pati Karagum 23. It's downhill from there, obviously. Um, but so, yeah, great goal-scoring record for Besiktas, which you love to see. The defense was not good at all uh, at the same time for much of the season, but it's, like I said, it's, it's really coming together of late. Uh, Besiktas held Sivas to no goals, held Ankaraguju to no goals, held Erzurumspor to no goals, um, and that's, that's about it. Uh, we also managed to keep Kasim Pasha to zero goals earlier in December, but we allowed Alani to beat us and score twice against us, and uh, even Tarsus Idman Yudu managed to go against us. So, but yeah, uh, three clean sheets in a row is good news. It's definitely heading in the right direction for us defensively. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned, folks. Huge matches upcoming. Besiktas will be on the road against Kayseri Spor this coming Sunday at the Kajir Haas in Kayseri, uh, and then we'll host Rize. Then we'll travel to Hatay, and then we will uh, again host Rize, this time for the Turkish Cup round of 16 on January 13th. And that will be the match that precedes the huge derby against Galatasaray on January 17th. So, of course, everyone, stay tuned as always. Cheers to you all on a, a great New Year's Eve for everyone. I hope everyone has fun as best they can, maybe on Zoom. <laughs> Um, or with family, people in your bubble, or whatever it might be, outdoors fun if you can. Um, we're having an unseasonably warm, but probably rainy New Year's here in New York. But um, yeah, be safe, everyone. Have fun. Happy New Year's. Good riddance, 2020. Don't let the door hit you on the butt on the way out, eh? Um, yeah, what a year. Um, Here's to a great 2021 for all of us and for Besiktas most of all because it does not go without saying Go Besiktas! Peace out everyone and uh, yeah happy holidays to all of course a happy 2021 Oh. Uh-huh.
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.